0: Let's dive right in. What is good? Welcome back to the Spirit Filled Real Talk podcast. Today we're going to talk about your personal manifesto. This is something that I would argue is deeper than a vision board, although these could also work in tandem. One could inform the other. So when it comes to write the vision, make it plain so that you can run with endurance, the stronger you are on what is motivating you, on what is compelling you forward, on who you're becoming, the clearer you are on that, the more fuel that you have in your day-to-day life. So it is very, very important. And a manifesto in its simplest form is often a written statement that is declaring publicly your intentions, your motives, your views. So a lot of times you might see a business on their website, they have a mission statement. It's saying publicly what they are setting out to do, the outcomes they're after, the results they get with clients, whatever it might be, they are showing you what it is that is driving them. Okay, so having a personal manifesto is you getting clear on what it is that you are here to do, who it is that you're here to be who you're here to represent, what you want your life to be about, what you're on a mission to be, to do, to have, to share, to contribute, to grow, right? To to cultivate, to create in the world. And quite often, we don't pause, we don't get still, we don't do the work to get clarity on that. Okay, a lot of the questions that I answer with clients are, who am I? <laughs> Why am I here? What is my life designed to be about? What is, what is God's original design for my life, right? So a lot of times I'm working with folks to do that. I'm helping them own their power, channel their confidence, and really find their authentic voice for a life that is full of meaning and full of joy, okay? But that is not something that is a phrase that is something that is deeply personal and this is fuel for your daily life this literally drives your behavior because what happens is in our day-to-day life i don't know if you've noticed but you know we we have things that occur we want to sleep in we set all those goals we set all those intentions but meh, you know the time comes for us to wake up and we just want to sleep in instead right or You know, we really want to take action on this thing, but we're afraid because it looks like somebody else is so much farther along and it doesn't feel like we're getting anywhere. So why bother? I might as well just focus on what's easier, right? We do things subtly that hold us back. And the more you stack things like that, the more and more that becomes your life. So having a personal manifesto is really training you to show up differently, particularly when it matters most. And it's about you keeping integrity with yourself, which is all about keeping promises with yourself. If you set out to do a thing, you do it. You don't make excuses for it. You don't let your feelings become the truth. You feel them, you you can acknowledge it, and you can still get up, and you can still move forward anyway, okay? So... I thought what might be helpful in talking about a personal manifesto is giving you some context and some inspiration so that you can actually sit down and journal about this. Because ultimately, I cannot tell you what your personal manifesto is. I cannot tell you why you're here. (laughs) Right? I can tell you in a very inspirational form, in a simple form, but you know personally why you're here, what your life message is what what drives you you have that deeply within you just often don't give that airtime is what i like to call it you don't give it the time of day because so many other things our priorities are important so it just requires some adjusting so partly that's what this podcast helps us do is center in on what matters most so that we can actually live it day to day okay so i wanted to talk about mental health really quick because mental health again we could have the most beautiful personal manifesto written on paper, but if we don't have mental health and just a mentally strong makeup, that's going to affect our ability to move forward, manifesto or not, right? Because often your thoughts drive how you feel, and then they your feelings drive your behavior. Okay? Don't believe me, just try it. <laughs> Try on a negative thought, see how that makes you feel and what starts to happen, what kind of action you take. Try on the truth or a positive thought, right? See how you feel and see what action you take, right? But we are very sloppy. We're usually not very diligent about this inner work, okay? So I just want to bring this to pass here, this mental component so that you can see why this is such a big deal, okay? So mental strength, when you think about mental strength, you are absolutely going to need this when it comes to embarking on your personal manifesto. Don't believe me, believe the truth. So there's a couple of scriptures that I have found very interesting as I've navigated my own life. One of them is Deuteronomy 31.6. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So think about this. Them here (laughs) could be any sort of enemy you have. It could be your boss. It could be somebody that is, you know, dishonoring you in some kind of way. It could be family members. But do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So again, this is a reminder. Strength is going to come from you shifting your focus from what they are doing and how they are showing up and putting your focus on God and who is walking with you, who's leading you, who's guiding you, who's making your way plain. Isaiah 40, 31 says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they will walk and not be faint. Right? We often hear Philippians 4:13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So powerful. So so powerful. There's one that I need to pull here because I just feel like it's <laughs> it gets me every time. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 16.13 says, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Daniel 10.19 says, Do not be afraid. You who are highly esteemed. Peace. Be strong now. Be strong. Right? Psalm forty six one. Through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Okay, so I often equate storms to our inner life. Though our thoughts are all over the place, right? Though our feelings are coming, crashing in like waves and it's really overwhelming, right? God promises to keep those in perfect peace whose minds are fixed on him, okay? Where is the one that I'm thinking of? Come on, okay. So this one is one that I think of a lot. Have I not, it's Joshua 1-9, there we go. Have I not commanded you? (laughs) It's like, listen up, girl, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Okay? When I'm afraid, my tendency is not to be strong and courageous or remember that the Lord is with me and he's going to go with me wherever I go, right? (laughs) So I just love how this starts. Have I not commanded you? Well yeah, but, right? That's where we want to go. But it says be strong and courageous, right? So anytime I'm seeing scripture about strength, about courage, that is helping me personally, and I would argue you as well, to recognize that strength and courage are going to be a huge part of your personal manifesto, okay? And it's interesting because the Bible is an amazing resource for strength and inspiration and equipping in our daily lives, right? We often look for self-help books or you know the latest book that's out there on personal development to guide our path, but the Bible is an amazing resource for strength and inspiration, and you can absolutely start there and build your life on the rock, right? And most people, whether skeptical of God's word or firm believers, can agree that the Bible offers not just amazing quotes, okay? A lot of people will make them a Facebook quote, Instagram quote, a photo, (laughs) a graphic of some kind, but they're not just amazing quotes for finding strength in hard times. They are principles, okay? So what you sow, you will reap, right? There's actually fruit here right? It's God's word that will not return void. So if you line or align your life with the truth, you'll start to see the truth operating in your life. And we all, real talk, we all face times in life that require more strength than we feel like we have. And the Bible tells us that when we're weak, God is strong and we can turn to him to lift us up and keep us steady when we need it most, right? And so, Verses about strength can often provide us with comfort and peace because we're resting on the promise of God. We're relying on God's strength. We're putting our hope, our trust, and confidence in Him, and that actually is a battle strategy. That's a winning strategy, okay? What causes you to feel weak, God can turn for good, right? And you can wake up every single morning of your life and call upon God for strength. And you can meditate on his word and really boost (laughs) your energy and your strength for every day. So I do just want to highlight mental strength because that is a non-negotiable when it comes to building your personal manifesto. Mental strength is a lot like physical strength. And when it comes to growing stronger, when it comes to becoming more and more in expressing more and more who God form shaped and anointed you to be good habits, particularly mental habits are vital. Okay. Because your good habits will only get you so far in life. And if you're performing bad habits alongside of them, that's called mixture. And a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So we have to, in the beginning especially, but this is a lifestyle, you have to practice daily disciplines in order to start seeing the fruit because there's going to be days where you don't feel it. There's going to be days that are harder than others, but if you just build that consistency into your life, this is just what we do. We build mental strength then that will be something that carries you in really hard times, not just positive times, okay? So think about it this way. If I wanted to grow physically strong, I might lift weights. But if I really wanted some muscle definition, I'd need to give up eating too much junk food. And I'd probably have to drink a lot of water right? And flush out toxins from my system, right? Otherwise, my workouts wouldn't be all that effective. And the same can be said for your mental muscles. That's why we, we read in the Bible, we are transformed by the renewing, active renewing of our minds, right? We need good habits, like gratitude, for example, right? Like appreciation, trade, expectations for appreciation, and watch what happens. I dare you. But if you really wanna see results, you also have to give up bad habits, like comparing yourself with other people, for example. And so the best way that I have found in working with clients to overcome bad habits is to get so clear on the new habits, priorities, lifestyle choices, that in this case, are making your personal manifesto practical and being about those and the more you strengthen those muscles the bad habits will just fall out of your life literally All right cuz you can't focus on both at the same time so it's important to note that th- there's going to be times where we feel stronger than others and there's going to be seasons that feel heavier than others and and things can really challenge us, right? But we can decide to be either mentally strong or mentally weak, okay? And everyone possesses mental strength to a certain degree. And no matter how strong you are, there's always room for improvement, right? We always can transform. There's always more of us to express into the world. And I like to say master in love, right? So if you're mastering in love, I personally know (laughs) I have a lot of room for improvement. I have a lot of things that I think that I say that I do that are still not God's standard of love, right? But that gives me a lot to pursue and a lot to run after, right? And a lot to really grow in with God, right? So that I can be a greater expression of who he is in the world and his unique expression through me, right? So it's important to keep working your mental muscles. And if you grow too lax about building strength, like, oh, yep, just worked it for that season. I'm good, right? If you grow too lax about building strength, your mental muscles will atrophy, okay? So if you've ever... A really good visual of this. I broke two two wrists. Another story for another day (laughs) back in the day. And I was in these old school full arm casts. Okay. And if I had not actually gotten out of those casts, I shouldn't have been in them in the first place. If I had not gotten out of those, literally, I wouldn't have fully functional wrists. And keeping that keeping my wrists in these casts, literally, my whole arms, right? Could have started to atrophy and they were on that path, right? So get good medical care, (laughs) right? But very, very true. If you're not working something, it will go into a reverse uh, process, right? So rather than progressing, it will regress, okay? So there's three parts to mental strength, which I think are important to identify, just to make this practical. One, you have your thoughts, and it's important to develop a realistic inner monologue. Thinking overly negative thoughts like, I'll never succeed, will drag you down. And these are subtle, but we do this to ourselves every day. But you also don't want to think in an overly positive way, okay? Saying things like, this will be easy, could cause you to enter a situation unprepared, okay? So when it comes to thoughts, I I personally prefer a humble attitude, okay? I know that if left to my own thoughts, I've seen that movie before. It might not play out too well, right? So I'm going to humble myself before the Lord so that he can lift me up. He can help me renew my mind. He can help me... Focus on what is a priority, and He can help me navigate my life. He can guide and establish my steps, right? So, I personally know that when I'm trying to charge forward and run my own life, it's not as good <laughs> or lasting as when I'm partnering with God. So, humility, especially with my thoughts, God, help me to renew my mind renew a right spirit in me, create in me a pure heart. Because if you remember, right, God gives us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So when I'm not operating out of a sound mind or from a place of power or empowerment and confidence and boldness and courage, or if I've got some heaviness and some funkiness going on in my heart, I'm not align with God. So I just humble myself so that he can lift me up and help me align with his truth. Okay. So there's thoughts. Number one, number two, there's feelings. Okay. And while it's healthy to experience a wide range of emotion, you don't have to let your feelings control you. If you wake up in a grumpy mood, for example, you can take steps to feel better, believe it or not. You can shake off the dust as the Bible says, right? When you're angry, Knowing how to calm yourself down can prevent you from doing or saying something you regret. What a skill, right? And the more mental strength you build, the more aware you'll become of your emotions and how those emotions affect your choices. So I like to define emotions as literally energy in motion. And when you think of them in a very scientific way, they are fuel. They either give you energy that is progressive or... They're giving you something called catabolic energy, which is destructive. It's tearing down, it's weighing down, it's holding back, it's hiding, right? It's these things that are not progressive in any kind of way, okay? So thoughts, feelings, and behavior. No matter what circumstances you find yourself in, it's important to take positive action. I call these faith moves, okay? You gotta work your faith moves, right? So whether you go to the gym when you're tired or you speak up in a meeting when you're filled with self-doubt, your choices can absolutely change your life. And so that's why I also started with those scripture verses that are principles for your life, right? you are going to experience unworthiness. A big term that people are throwing around these days is imposter syndrome. You're not going to feel qualified. You're not going to feel worthy all the time. You're not going to feel enough. And that's entirely human, but if you can train yourself to make faith moves, (laughs) to be strong and courageous and act out of that strength and courage that you are receiving from God, you can create very different outcomes in your life, okay? So even if you can't solve a problem, you can always choose to make your life or someone else's life better by how you're showing up and playing your part, okay? So all of these aspects, thoughts, feelings, and behavior, all of these aspects are interrelated. So if you think you don't have anything valuable to say, you'll feel awkward about speaking up and then that in turn will likely affect your behavior as you'll probably stay silent. And consequently, your belief that you don't have anything to add to the conversation will be reinforced. And we all, we all get caught up in negative patterns in our lives, whether that's our thoughts, whether that's our emotions, whether that's, you know, unforgiveness, resentment, things that we've left unattended or unresolved in our hearts. We all get caught up in negative patterns, right? Like there's a part of us that looks like Jesus. Jesus. And there's a part of us that absolutely does not. (laughs) So there is always room for improvement. And building mental strength is what disrupts those unhealthy cycles and helps you develop better habits so that you can live a more fulfilling life. So while you can't control all of your circumstances and what happens to you, you can develop mental strength to really disrupt bad habits because those definitely are going to want to show up the more difficult or challenging times are, and you can create very different experiences for yourself. And this is interesting. So mental strength or, or toughness or really being able to feel, feel emotion and, and move forward or, or think through and challenge some of the thoughts that we think and take them captive if they're exalting themselves above the truth. It's really interesting how this can change our lives. But I, what I found particularly interesting, sometimes I like to research things. There was a Kellogg survey of 6,000 women across the globe about inner strength. And here are just a few of their findings. They found that 92% of women said that inner strength is important in today's world. And I would argue in 2022, the study would be very different. (laughs) People probably absolutely know that that's not something you can put off anymore. Inner strength is a priority. 90% of women consider inner strength to be the key to success. Interesting, right? 71% of women feel that with more strength, they could reach their full potential. And 82% of women wish they possessed greater reserves of inner strength. So clearly, women and men want to be mentally stronger, but many aren't sure how to build their mental muscles. So that is a lot of what I like to share on this podcast is how... You can get real with yourself because we're all trained to lie to ourselves to some degree, but training you to get real with yourself so that you can show up and really be proud about who you are being and who you're representing in the world. Okay? So today, I'm going to transition into an example of 10 things that you can focus on to give you a boost behind your personal manifesto. All right. So here are 10 truths that extraordinarily, all of you, extraordinarily successful people know. Okay. So number one, we know we have to teach ourselves what's possible. Okay. And what I mean by this is by default, our patterns don't set us up to be successful. (laughs) There's something called self-sabotage that happens, right? So whether that's our thought life, again, whether that's our emotions or our behavior, we do a lot of things that frankly are weak. So we do need to do training to teach ourselves what's possible. By default, we're thinking of what's impossible, what's not going to work, why we're not going to be successful, why we're not enough, right? We get caught up in an orphan spirit. Right, and an orphan spirit is somebody that doesn't know who God is as their father, who God is as their provider, who God is, right, and and that they're covered, that they're protected, that they're led, they're guided, that they're fully supported, right. So often we can fall back into this orphan spirit rather than being a son or a daughter of God, right, and we show up very differently. We don't think on what's possible, so we do know, number one, that we have to teach ourselves what's possible, okay? Number two, we know the difference between success, happiness, and being a good person, okay? There's a difference between all of these, right? There, There's, I I teach personally spirit-driven success, which is being led by God in all that you think, say, and do. Okay, and building a track record of doing that because worldly success doesn't often lead (laughs) to fruitful outcomes. We've seen this happen. A really big example of this is Robin Williams, right? This is a man who challenged himself to do all of the things. Right, he, he got number one right. He taught himself to do what's possible. Anything that he thought was impossible, he stepped out to train himself and teach himself to do it. And he did that. He built a track record of doing that. But what he didn't understand was the difference between success, happiness, and being a good person, right? Seemed like a jolly good fellow, somebody that had it all, but then took his own life, okay? So there is a big difference and success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure and i would argue that we're not going to find fulfillment apart from god cuz god knows what satisfies, and he ultimately needs to satisfy us before all the other things can be added. (laughs) Because he teaches us how to to hold things and how to carry them and steward them well. So there's a difference between worldly success and spirit-driven success. There's a difference between happiness and joy, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? We don't have to be you know, experiencing something that should, quote unquote, make us happy to choose joy. We can choose joy no matter what, right? The Apostle Paul says, I've learned to be content whether I'm abased or abounding, whether I have little or plenty. I've learned to be content in all things. That is a happiness strategy, right? And being a good person, there's a difference between success, happiness, and being a good person. And being a good person, Biblically speaking, is producing the fruit of the spirit in your life, right? If you want to know practically how you can do that, are you producing the fruit? Patience, love, kindness, meekness, gentleness, (laughs) self-control, right? That helps you be a quote unquote good person in the world. So we know the difference between success, happiness, and being a good person. Number three, we know that creating value is what creates value, And we know how to create value, okay? So I personally believe that those that believe in God are value generators, right? We are driven to grow, to contribute, to advance the kingdom in how we show up in the world, whether that's overt or covert, right? But we're on a mission, okay? And we know that creating value is what creates this exchange right it's what creates more value and we know how to create that okay so partnering with god is how you create that aligning with god is how you create that right seek the kingdom first and all these things will be added unto you so when you're aware of the value that you have and you steward that well you create more value in the world okay number four We know that extraordinary success includes all the abundance, (laughs) right? God promised that we would have life more abundantly, okay? So we know that extraordinary success includes abundance on every level, not just in one area of your life. We also know, number five, that life is 50-50, Okay, so be not surprised when things aren't going according to your plan or according to your timing. Life is 50-50. There's going to be things that are like, oh my God, amazing, and you can celebrate it, and there's going to be other times that are devastating and full of grief, depression, anxiety. There's there's times, right, where you're feeling very different things, right? Ecclesiastes will tell you all about it. Right? So this is helping you and reminding you to grow in your mental strength and toughness along your personal manifesto. So I would recommend or encourage you here as you think about your own manifesto to make space in your life to developing mental strength and getting really good at that. Number six, we know that failure is the price of success, right? So as a believer, for example, you're not working from failure necessarily, or you're not working from defeat. You're working from victory. But as we're going along the path, along the journey, especially if it's long, like years long, <laughs> weariness can set in, right? And and we're reminded, do not faint. Do not grow weary, for surely you will reap, right? So... If we know that that failure or that things don't always go according to our plan, or if we know that that's just part of the process, but God isn't done yet, we'll keep moving forward. So know that there is a cost. There is a sacrifice to the journey that you're on. So for example, there's another scripture that talks about dreams come after much labor and toil, right? Like they're not just like, ta-da, here's your dream. Like it actually is is a journey and a process that is often much longer than we anticipate, okay? And we might feel like we're failing our way, but reminding yourself that that's just part of the process and that God's not done yet and you're working from victory, right? The end is guaranteed. A lot of times we can forget that and we give up if we're not careful because we just think that we're failing. There's wisdom in this too, Okay, because sometimes, you know, you could be set out on a certain path, which God brought you on to reveal one thing to you, and then he leads you to another path. So it's really important to be able to have a relationship with God so you can be able to discern the difference between that's not necessarily a failed plan, but it was leading you to the next part of the journey. Okay, number seven, we know we don't get the how until we're there. A lot of times we can get caught up in the tyranny of how. How am I going to do it? How is it going to happen? How, how is this going to work, right? Like we get caught up in that and we, we often don't get good answers when we're caught up in that kind of questioning, right? And we don't know how, right? But we're connected to the one who does. So we literally just take one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time and make faith moves every day. Right, We really activate the power of the present, power of the now, to move forward in our journey. And we know that we'll know the how when we're actually there. That's how God did it, right? And that's our testimony. But we don't always know the full picture. We might see glimpses, but we don't always know the full picture. Okay, So it's really important to be growing in strength, right? In God's strength, in your trust, in your reliance, in your capacity to really lean on him and see how he shows up in your life. Number eight, we know it's not better than here, okay? So when we're looking to the future, I call this future tripping, where we just start to think that our future is better than where we are or that we have to do all of these things in order to have a great future. And what we start doing is we start running from our now and we start giving our power away, right? Like if you're not going to have life until your future, right? Like if life isn't going to get really good until... You're going to feel really crappy about your present moment. And that is your life, right? Nothing's guaranteed. So we know it's not better than here, right? That vision is is a gift. That vision, that manifesto is a blessing. It's an encouragement. It's giving you something to pursue. It's giving you motivation to to show up fully every day. But that doesn't mean that you put off your life until that happens. That's just guiding you in how to prepare and how to be your best and how to fully express what you have in every moment and really show up to the present moment because that is a gift. Okay? Okay. I like to think that the present is a gift. It's literally a present to you, right? And then how you can receive the gift is being present in your life and really paying attention to what's happening in the moment. A lot of times we train ourselves to to be on the phone and to be thinking about eight other things and to be doing all the multitasking and we're not even present in the moment. We miss so much when we're not present, Okay. Number 9, we know that we are already 100% worthy, okay? So God often reminds us this so many times in scripture about how we we really should not be performance driven <laughs> or or driven to prove our worth. You're already worthy. If you were already worthy and didn't have to prove a thing to anyone, how would you show up differently? And I know folks might say, well, yeah, but you're not in this profession. You don't know how I have to market, how I have to sell, how I have to make sure that people get who I am. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. But who who does that (laughs) bring out in you? That thinking, how does that inspire you to show up? Does it even inspire you, right? And What kind of results is that creating in your life? I would challenge it. And have you consider if you actually believed you were 100% worthy, then how would you show up differently? How would you carry yourself in the world? How would you present yourself in the world? That probably would even change in this instance, your marketing and your sales. (laughs) It would probably make you more attractive. Okay. And lastly, number 10, we know it's hard and we know we can do hard things. Okay. (laughs) It's hard. Not even gonna lie. That's just real. Like it is hard. Anything that you're doing, any risk that you're taking, any faith move, it's going to feel hard because it's unknown. It's scary. It's taking you out of what's easy, what's comfortable, what's familiar, what you've figured out, what you can control. It's pulling you out of that every day and it's stretching you, right? So we know it's hard. That's just it. We know it's hard. We're not naive to that. We're hip to that, okay? We know it's hard, but we also know we can do hard things. So it's almost like, yeah, and... (laughs) I'm a warrior for the Lord and, right, like I got my full armor on. We're good, right? We we can handle this. And that's why you also, when you consider your personal manifesto, it is so, 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 so important who you're surrounding yourself with. You absolutely need people around you that produce the iron sharpening iron effect in your life people that can pray for you, people that can challenge you in in the best ways to bring out your best, people that can really help you rise higher, people that can remind you of the vision that you might be forgetting in some moments, people that can encourage you when you are experiencing weariness or doubt or fear of some kind or anxiety and anxious thoughts. It is so important that you have really great people around you in addition to your training, okay? So Here is what I want you to think about when you're considering your personal manifesto. It's not what you know about your past that creates success. It's what you know about your future. Okay, I'm going to say that again. It's not what you know about your past that creates success. It's what you know about your future. Okay, so I like to think of vision as a magnet, Okay, So when you have this strong vision, when you have written the vision, in this case, your personal manifesto, you've made it plain, you can run with endurance after the things that God has called you to. And you know that every day that you're running after this vision, you are closing the gap between the fulfillment or the manifestation of that vision and where you are. You are closing that gap more and more every day as you show up for it, okay? So that vision is a magnet that is drawing you towards the fulfillment of the promise. But if we are not focused and fixed on God, if we're not renewing our strength, we can't run with endurance. We lose that magnetism is the best way to say it. It's almost like we start repelling or pushing away that force. So where you can have this really strong, compelling force that is driving you forward It's your compelling future. As a magnet, you can be drawn towards your future. There's an element of ease there. There's an element of flow. There's an element of grace, divine enablement that kicks in when that vision is there. And when that vision is not there, that's when distractions come. That's when fear takes over. That's when murmuring happens, complaining happens, and we start falling into weakness and old patterning. Okay, so training yourself to create the wonderful new in your life and to really partner with God to create his outcomes in your life, right? Those are extraordinary. We might go for ordinary, but God goes for extraordinary. So as you partner with him to do that, we start to really be examples of what's possible, right? We, we're examples of what's possible in relationships. We're examples of what's possible in creating solutions, you know, in the business field. We're examples of what's possible in in teaching our, our children the way to walk. We're examples of what's possible in building community. We're examples of what's possible in fighting for and standing for what's right. We're examples of what's possible in putting a stop to cycles of addiction and dysfunction and being the one that learns how to turn the ship, if you will, and create a new legacy. We become examples of what's possible when we do this work. When we run after the vision that God has given us and we run after that every day, we are creating and stacking we're, we're we're creating results, right? But we're creating examples for other people. We're modeling the way for other people. We're showing them that what was once impossible with God has become possible. With God, all things are possible, okay? So what I want to encourage you to do is to think about this today. Think about your personal manifesto, okay? And this doesn't have to be... The biggest, grandest thing that you can think of, okay? Because God can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all you dare ask, think, or imagine. So the important thing here is to just write it out, okay? If you had, you know, a life where you fulfilled what you came here to do, if you had a life that was everything. You could imagine, right? If you had a life that was incredibly impactful, if you had a life that was life-giving and empowering, if you had a life that was a legacy that you are proud of, what is your personal manifesto? Who are you? What are you about? How do you go about showing up in the world? Napoleon Hill says, if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way way. And so a lot of times the great things that we do are the small things that we do every day. It's little acts of kindness. It's being, you know, God's people that don't know him. It's, you know, not letting your, your left hand know what your right hand is doing, right? It's doing good works without needing to be appreciated or celebrated for them. It's, representing God in all you think, say, and do. It's working unto God, not man, right? There's so many things that we can really practice every day and practically focus on creating every day and getting really good at. And that doesn't always have to be this big grand thing, but those little things will stack And they will add up and they will produce these outcomes that are far greater than you dare ask, think, or imagine because you're training yourself to be strong. You're training yourself to be courageous. You're training yourself to find your strength and your encouragement in the Lord. And in doing so, you are being somebody very different than your patterns. You are being somebody... That is an example of what's possible. You are being somebody that is a world changer by starting to change your inner world, okay? So when it comes to writing your personal manifesto, make sure that you are keeping in mind mental strength practices, okay? Your personal manifesto is going to be full of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So what is a manifesto that you can just pour out onto a piece of paper that will help you Train yourself to think, to feel, and to behave in ways that are congruent with who God called you to be and the life God has gifted you to live, okay? And this can be, you know, a paragraph or two. This could be something that if you have a the voice recording on your phone that you can just, you know, free flow and just speak into your phone so that you can just listen to yourself say it over and over again. This can be something that you just journal out with God. God, what what is if I were to write down this personal manifesto, what would I fill it with? Guide me in writing this thing out. Show me who I am in you. How do you see me? Show you show me what you've put me here to do. And what's possible with you? Show me how I can really show up and represent you well and and run after what you've what you've called me to do with strength with endurance with courage with boldness in this season right asking god these questions and allowing him to reveal the answers will give you new fuel okay and it will absolutely inspire and build up your faith all right Oh my goodness, so, so powerful. This might be one that you want to save this message. So I would recommend if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do that. You can also screenshot this episode to go back through your phone photos and remember where this was and make time in your calendar, literally make time in your calendar 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, personal manifesto. Like non-negotiable, you time. It is a date with yourself. Put it on the calendar this week. You didn't hear this randomly. Hello. Put this on your calendar this week. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, something. Make space to write out your personal manifesto. Okay, And if you want to share it, I would love it. I'd love to be able to pray over that and partner with you. You can email me at info at julianapage.com. Just put testimony or manifesto in the subject line, and I would love to pray over that. Can't promise that I can respond to everybody, but I would love to pray over that and partner with you and what God is calling you to do. If you do also feel led to take your vision further, you want to fast track yourself into the limitless life. Professional life coaching is what I believe is the vehicle to do that. It's really training you how to partner with your master coach, aka God, (laughs) and start getting his outcomes in every area of your life, particularly where you need it most, which is usually the area that is currently under attack. Okay, we need training so that we're not getting beat up and bullied every day, but we can be the authority in our lives and really co-labor or co-create with God in our life to get his outcomes, which are always extraordinary. So if you want to partner with a professional master life coach, I have a couple of openings here. So you can visit julianapage.com. I do a free discovery call, so if that's something that you want to get on and book with me, make sure that you go do that soon. I can't promise that I will always keep those open, but currently have some discovery calls open if you want to learn more about coaching. And stay tuned. I have something very exciting. I have a virtual online community called Courage Co. It's a company that is all about showing up and being examples of what's possible and helping you to do that in every area of your life. So it's like hiring a life coach for the price that you would never find anywhere, I promise you. (laughs) And it's getting monthly content trainings, and ways to really practically challenge yourself in your life so stay tuned you can find more about that over at julianapage.com you're going to want to make sure that you get plugged in to that community i should have an update here in the upcoming weeks all right until next time stay blessed